Welcome to Mediation Station. Each week we explore topics and ideas related to the experience of people with conflict and look to promote the profession of conflict resolvers. So anyways, uh, we're going to talk tonight about decisions and their consequences, their impacts on yes. our lives. And, and you know, this is something you, Brian J., raised as yes. a topic area. Yes. Why? Uh, two reasons. One was, and this furthered our email back and forth. It was part of it was actually the uh, the U.S. election because I'm wondering how many people woke up uh, the next morning going, "What just happened? What did I do?" Whether it was a I voted or b I didn't vote, or who I voted for, um, but they have to live with that decision now. Um, but it's also I was looking at it from the, the. I feel like we're not being allowed. We're being let off as a society in many ways. We're not being able, We're not being obliged to own up to our decision making, um, and it troubles me because. You know, forgive me, folks. I'll be dating myself. I mean, I've been along. I've been on the planet long enough that I remember a time when you were responsible for the decisions that you made. You were out. You, I mean, it's not quite like putting a. Um, a knife between your teeth and out you go to get bear claws, but at least you were there's an element of responsibility for the plans that you made, the decisions that you made, the actions that you took, and it came back to you. We've done, I think, a disservice to ourselves, and in many cases our younger generations, by not instilling that sense of personal responsibility. And so a lot of the decisions, it seems to me on many levels, are just meh, you make it because it's in the moment. You make it because it's something you feel like or it's sensory. It felt good as opposed to thinking about the planning and how and how it'll affect yourself, uh, others around you in, uh, in days to come, years to come, moments to come. That's my own personal interpretation, and, when I, and that's why I broached the subject because it's one of the things I love about our one-on-ones, loving to have Joan here, is that it gives us a chance just to sort of chat about What's on our minds? Have a banter, indeed. So there, that's essentially what came to mind. Mm-hmm. Any? In, uh... I'm thinking about yeah, uh, fewer consequences, and also our digitalized world and social media, where we're removed from other people when we when we do things that that have an impact on them, mm-hmm. and the sense of consequences for our actions. We're, we're we seem to be removed somewhat from that face-to-face interaction of when you say something to someone and you see their face fall and you see, you know, you feel the energy of that, mm-hmm. you know, where there's more of an alienation from each other and a, and a disconnect well, with funny. the consequences. There was one, one specific thing that we've certainly seen, we've been fighting more so in the last five, eight years, is cyberbullying, where it, is become, it has become, now, I mean, Many of us have been online for decades, so somehow there's been a, a not-too-subtle change where people can put themselves on anonymously because everyone's out there in social media and then say whatever they feel like and not have to live with the consequences therein. But we've seen some very simple, some very hateful things happen. Decisions. What are we most concerned about uh, regarding our, you know, with regard to our lives? I think we should be, again, I was just saying that uh, during the break to Joni, consequences. I'm, I'm constantly hammering that. If, if I was jokingly saying that after mama and dada, I think that the word the boys know for <laughs> more than anything else is consequences. A big, nice, big one. Because I've tried to hammer in the notion that we should be responsible or at least understand the consequences of our thoughts, of our actions, of our deeds, if you will. And that 
there is cause and effect. And if we can take that into consideration more, as I think many of us may be used to, then we have a better appreciation of the, uh, of the decisions we make and how they affect other people. Are there any particular types of decisions that seem to be more uh, of a consequence, greater impact on our lives that we should be more aware of? Well, I think it's decision, any sort of decision that, I think the problem is that we don't think about how our decisions impact others. Maybe we've become more insular um, over the years. and it, it follows what Joni was saying about social media, about digitization of our world and our landscape, where it becomes easier to, to, to become inter more internal and thus not a, as aware that the decisions we do make will impact on somebody else more often than not. As to what kind of decisions, there's so many in, in so many different ways, um, small and, and big. Um, and I, I guess, if anything, what drove this for me was just wondering why people would do something, whatever it is. And it's just, it's the kind of something I see on a daily basis. Cut somebody off while you're driving. Step into the road without looking for a car. Um, text on the phone while you're, you know, while you're in line and let the line up just move away from you for like a good 10 feet while everyone's kind of like, come on, please. We all want to get out of out of the coffee shop or you know, the reasonable time. all these weird little things that just take on and I'm, I, I feel like at some point in each case the common fact, factor was someone made a decision but they didn't make a decision taking anything or anyone else or nearly as much into, into perspective and into, uh, into consideration well the thing is you say people make a decision yes well, how consciously connected are people to the decisions they make? Now, I mean, that's they a brilliant make... question. Because I wonder if we, if we have become more on the surface and we just start doing instead of thinking first and then acting on the thought. I almost wonder if we haven't skipped a step and we're almost... I feel maybe we have become more reactionary in, as a society. So if, if you just have a, an emotion, a feeling, a desire... You act on it because there, we're at such a point, certainly in our society, in, in the Western Western culture, so many of us are, are at a place, whether it's monetary or just we've got the things, we've got the stuff, we have the security, the safety. We can just do as we please pretty much 24-7. And I almost wonder if as a result of that we're not thinking before we act. Because if we were to do so, then we might be able to then perhaps the consequences of those acts would come into into play a little bit more. And things um, come a lot easier these days and without as much thought. I mean, I, I know I sound like grandpa saying, oh, I had to go to school in the snow both ways uphill, you know, 10 miles. But, uh, I mean, when I was going to school, we had to go to the library and look in the carols and, and look in the in the card system and there was you know and now we have a device in our hands that can give us an instant answer to anything we want to know and mm -hmm. so people aren't really thinking as much about about what's involved with things yes. i don't think we're thinking as much we're relying more even calculators you yes. know we, people aren't thinking as much about the the foundational kinds of um things that go into our decision-making, yes. the knowledge, the learning, the wisdom, because we can just look it up on Google. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Um, I, I I love that perspective because that is it, it, it. There, it's again that sort of taking that one step out, and suddenly, and because we're not applying ourselves, we're not necessarily putting the the same amount of effort in. Again, sorry about again going back to the United States, but it's one of the reasons they got themselves in the trouble state side is because all the false news that were coming out, people were just like, "Yep, uh huh." You know, there's something going on at that pizza shop, and <laughs> buddy shows up with a gun. <laughs> the, ever, the, everyone's famous or popular AR-15, and I'm thinking, what in what in Christ's name would make you want to do? Sorry, <laughs> do that and just show up at a at a pizza because you heard about some sort of child labor, you know, some sort of foolishness going on. But you know, how about a verification? I think a lot of us have just like, all right, I googled it, so. I, it must be true. Or I Wikipedia'd it. And even though even Wikipedia is saying people can, anybody can come in and change the text here, folks, please be aware of that. And it's just, it's gone all over our heads. Yeah. But even with, uh, quote, the mainstream media that they each may have what's called political agendas. Yes. So they will take the same circumstance or situation and express it from their own leaning or definition their own lens yes so you're gonna switch channels you're gonna get one perspective and then you go to another channel and you're gonna get something about the same thing from a a different kind of perspective so how do you know which is the truth anyways well that's why every saturday one of my rituals if you will is the star the globe and the national post to try and figure out if between the three of them there may actually be a nugget of truth in in a particular subject matter just because I can't afford to take it with uh, face value. I know at the end of the day, just like the reason I <laughs> try not to watch any more network news, is that TV's not up there for my benefit exclusively. They're there so that those you know, 90 seconds of commercials in between, I'm watching. So the content is the content, whether it's the news, whether it's a drama, whether it's a reality TV show. I'm sorry if that sounds callous, but that's the reality of the, that, that is the circumstance. You know, unless it's PBS, in which case I'll happily cut a check or TVO. And then, you know, I I know why they're there. But other than that. Though, you know, we're talking about decisions. Yes. And the consequences. And you've talked about it with relation to others. What about when it's about us? Do we actually uh, decide within our decision making, whatever that is? Or are we aware of the impact of consequences on ourselves or just on others? I mean, if you're, you're going to go in line, <laughs> if there's a lineup for something mm-hmm. and you feel you, you go in a certain order and it may, you know, it's not clear where the line is. <laughs> and then someone else comes in, says, no, you, I was here already. And do we factor in about that person or how it impacts us? Well, that's interesting. I mean, it, it, and that's when it starts to come back down to your own personal integrity. What what makes you tick? Does it become a battle that you does it? Do you see it as a battle first? And if so, is it one that you're willing to take on, or are you? It's not worth getting worked up about. Um, and I think that's where it becomes self-expression, self uh, self confidence, um, how you see yourself as far as the decision making. It does feel, and again, it, it feels like before we had the 
we had the training, we had the experience, we had the knowledge, we had the, from a societal standpoint, we were better framed in terms of understanding that each decision might start with you and should start with you, but there is almost always going to be impact outside of you and take that into consideration as well. Well, we don't live in this world in isolation. No, but I feel like, and it's again what Joni was saying, that there's, there have been enough steps taken over the years that isolation has become easier. So we're still in the world, but not of the world. And that's so funny because that's a phrase that I've carried with me for decades, but from a different standpoint. But I feel like a lot more people are exactly that now. Have we become more or less responsible as a society for our thoughts, words, and actions? Less. Next question. Oh, sorry. Well, that's really to the point. <sighs> I agree. Sorry. I agree. For all the things we've mentioned and other things, too. Um, I think so many of us are off the oh, it, It's easier for us to be off the hook. It's easier for us to be not as responsible. We've, t- we've heard enough stories over the last decade or so about different generations, how we're not letting our kids be kids, how we're not, uh, or we're keeping them as kids as long as humanly possible uh, it's easier to throw money at them and let them do stuff so we we can still be a double income family like all the craziness that uh, that we've heard of and i think at the end of the day what it's doing is not instilling the sense of responsibility for what you think and what you do and how you act those those thoughts out is it really about responsibility because people may feel they're taking responsibility is it something that's broader from that well, fear, sadly, I come back to the same word again, consequences. Yes, if you're taking responsibility for your actions, awesome. That's what we should do. That should be the very basis of your existence, dare I say. So you're taking responsibility for your actions because we, ha- we all have actions of some sort or another. That's step one. But be aware of the consequences of your actions on yourself, first and foremost, and then on the world around you. What might be the connection, though, for responsibility to consequence? Because for me, responsibility or consequence is that there's a factoring in not only me, it's me in relation to others and others in relation to me. So I, I would find it's the word, starts with an A. Accountability? Yeah. Well, that mm-hmm. was an easy one, man. Thank you. Well, yeah, <laughs> accountability, I think. Absolutely. I mean, we take responsibility, maybe, but do we factor in how that impacts others with ourselves and etc back and forth i'm not sure I, I i feel like for various reasons whether it's in the news or even just one-on-one relationships we have or even just the passing you're out on a sidewalk and you just watch the world around you i don't know that we feel that i'm seeing as much accountability on a day-to-day person-to-person basis as what i grew up with um and not long uh, and it's it's a shame and i think much of that might be because there is we we don't have to be as accountable for our thoughts and our deeds as in the past. Yeah, like and I if if you didn't pay your mortgage, your your house was gone. Whereas now, you know, you get a a visa card or whatever and you get a and you get a a credit limit and you pay off your your bill and then that lets you kind of escape the responsibility it's not as immediate a thing mm-hmm. the consequences related to your decision or indecision that's another part of it is um thinking about 
indec- like not acting, not deciding to yes. do anything is a decision as well. Absolutely. So I... Mm-hmm. And, it, and it feels as though it wasn't that long ago where that indecision would or could be detrimental to you and perhaps others within your circle. Now it's not as much, it seems. Now, again, if you, if, if you beg off from making a decision one way or the other, it's not as, the, the consequences aren't as significant as they could have been before. We're being let off the hook, if you will, in, in many ways. Well, does that make it right or not? I mean, it's great that we can have more options. Oh, more options, absolutely, but are, by are all the, means. Are the one. options really... Uh, who's to say the times now are better than the times before, or the times before are better than the times now? Well, it's interesting. I mean, we've seen you know, on, a, on a macro level, if you will... I mean, look what happened stateside. I still know people who, up here in Canada, who were burned from the financial meltdown in 2008. What was the primary um, impetus of that meltdown? Too many people who had no business trying to own who were owning because the president of the day decided everybody needs a home. Off you go, 5% mortgage, no down, whatever, just get her done. And then when there was a little downtick in the market, suddenly there's this housing crash. Well, there wouldn't have been a housing crash if, if nearly as many people weren't in housing that had no business being in housing. And that's cruel for me to say. Yeah, I rent. I don't own. But it's, that's just one of the, again, consequences of a decision being made, in this case, on behalf of many tens and hundreds of thousands of people. And look how long it's taken for them to recover from that. But they were essentially let off the hook by being drawn into something that wasn't likely in their best interest. Well, yeah, at the same time, people have to take uh, some ownership for their decision-making. Without question. Just because it's available doesn't mean we need to uh, exercise that option with regard to it. So the the fault doesn't lie with just one person for the decision that they made making something available. It it does lie with every one of those people who made a decision for themselves that, frankly, they shouldn't have. Yeah, and our society is so built on people not taking responsibility, taking feeling they're accountable for their actions and their words and their statements. You know, that's what court's all about, too. Mm-hmm. It's very positional, adversarial. People go in there and say they usually blame somebody else. I mean, even with conflict, as a mediator, we work with people who, uh, in some form, don't tend to take accountability for their uh, actions, and then, you know, they're blaming the other side. So what do you think the other side's doing? They're blaming the other side. Absolutely. And you have two people at divergent perspectives. And then as a third party, you're trying to help people move from their positions to their interests. That can be really problematic to try to do. Well, it's funny sometimes, and I want to hear Joni's take on it as well, but it's funny because from my times uh, as a mediator, it was interesting just to get people to actually finally say each side. And there was that, (laughs) Joni will appreciate this, lean back moment where they're like, oh, really? Because they were, each party, in many cases, was so caught up in their own world. Because, it, again, it was that insular, that insular feeling of safety in their own perspective. No, no, this is the world as I see it. I don't want to hear, you know, picture people with their hands on their ears. La, 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 la. If I, if I can't hear something else, then I'm safe. And if I'm safe, then I'm, I can feel a little bit better about being wronged. Even though both people, if not 
all four or five, depending on how many were at the table, may have felt an element of being wronged, it was imperative to get everyone to tell their story, show their perspective with their with the audience there, and suddenly it gave people a moment. It gave that that sort of oh moment where they realized they're that there's a their bigger thing than self. Exactly, it's it's bigger than themselves, and they're all a part and of their it. own part in it. Yeah, and it's not just the other who who's at, at fault. And I, I think that things have just gotten so complex in our society. And as you were saying before, Greg, was it better then or is it better now? I think, you know, there there are pros and cons to um, the past and the present. But it's become so complex and everything, you know, this company isn't even this company. It's owned by a subsidiary of this company and that company. And you don't even know what's going on anymore. And people, I think, just give up trying to make sense of it all and just relinquish responsibility and just say, hey, the system's too big. I can't fight City Hall. I can't, you know, it doesn't matter what I do or say because it's all owned by corporate interests anyway or or whatever. We have this sense that our actions don't really make an impact anymore because it's all become so big and complex. Mm -hmm. Well, especially when those who, you know, have the authority to make those kinds of decisions or impact us in our lives daily, that that doesn't seem to be the sense of accountability from them either. So it gives a whole sense of, well, they don't, then why should we mm. or I? When you hear the word uh, entitlement, <laughs> what comes to mind? <laughs> Laughter? Laughter comes to mind when you hear that word? Oh, Greg, that is an entire show, if not a series for me. The E word. I've reduced it to the E word, okay? Uh, because it is, I, I see it, I hear it. Um, it's just, it, it, it makes me crazy. It's, we have, there are a few words in the English dictionary that we have abused so much in, in the last decade. Entitlement. We have. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Can you gather yourself, please? I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you triggered him. It's, okay. it's true. Oh I need my. a safe space. It's okay. This is a safe space. Thank I'm you. Thank just you. not sure if Elfie beside you is. Are yeah? Are you safe enough with him, or oh, yeah. him with you, or yeah? Like I have to figure both sides of the coin here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's you. We're not so sure about. Well, don't worry. I'm in my own little You're booth here. You're a cubicle yeah. there. <laughs> I'm in a, like a, it's like a zoo here. I'm a viewing booth. Yes, exactly. I'm on display for you. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was the other way around because you've got the exit. Okay, well, never mind. Hmm. Well, we've got the window if push comes to shove. <laughs> That's true. And, and, and Joni, I know it works. She knows well. <laughs> and push would come to shove, actually. <laughs> You'd have to shove me through. So, so uh, getting back to entitlement, yeah. Um, oh, I have a lot of experience with entitlement. Please do. Um, Lead away. Having worked in a hospital for so many years and having people, especially, I got to say, people who have money, um, who in their own, in their, in their professional life and in, their, in, in the way they move through society, they're used to getting their own way. Mm -hmm. They're used to having things the way they want them. And when they when it might not go the way they want them, they get very upset because the world isn't as they think it should be. And um, and I think there's a running theme through everything we've been talking about. 
and it's I think it's the theme of caring mm. about about your impact of the impact of your decisions or not caring or um, caring more about your own desires, your own greed, your own whatever you want in your life yes um, as opposed to uh, the impact that your actions have on other people it's taking those in, it's taking those decisions those actions into consideration and the consideration of others not for them to necessarily sign off on it but to appreciate that you, that in many ways each and every one of our decisions has an impact on someone else to some extent and in some way take a moment take that into consideration and then go ahead and make your decision and if you do that it, you will go that much further along in terms of your interaction with society on on many levels. Well, what is it that um, gets under your skin, it seems, with regard to the word entitlement? Um, you can be, uh, come on, reframe it. Well, the most recent one I would, I would say is I've almost shortened it down to, I've called it whitelement now because it's I've, I've heard white entitlement so much, so often now. Whitelement, okay. Um, that uh, I'm patent pending that, by the way. I'm copywriting that. I'm taking that right to Ottawa. Um, that the idea, and it's it's a shame because I have more than a few friends and uh, and colleagues who have almost felt um, uh, not so much hounded but stymied just because of the color of their skin, um, and that yeah, you're Caucasian, sorry, and that and I I wonder if our society hasn't almost come full circle, if not half circle, in terms of this beat down on uh, uh, on white folks and white white entitlement and what it means the idea that there's but at the same time sorry I'm, I'm, what it means in that there's an expectation of the world to be just so because you mean according to the lens that the the lens that they see through yeah. the way things have been set up um, it's interesting if you want to look at again if you want to look macro at say even just Canada you look at the way Canada was 200 years ago versus what it's like now have we made enough changes to acknowledge the 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 tremendous changes that have taken place do we need to hold back i think what it is is that um there are a couple of things that have always that have troubled me lately and over the last several years in terms of the way our society has been broken up into so many different demographics that you all got to be a special interest in order to feel better about yourself as opposed to just being you but i think the 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 offshoot of that is the sense of entitlement as a result of being special so whether it's please all you teachers at home please don't get mad at me but w whether it's the fact that everyone's now getting a medal for participating in, in a school game as opposed to no those three guys got gold silver and bronze and the rest of you guys just did a great job um okay fine um as with two young boys I'm, i can't wait to see the first participation badge coming home yeah um but I think it's the... It's you the mean sense. we lowered our standards? Is what? Um, yeah. Or, or thus a reframe uh, our expectations? I think our expectations. I think we, I think we twerk, we, we tweet, twerked. You twerk? I think we... Uh, I, I'm I think glad we, we're not live uh, yeah. <laughs> on uh, the TV. That I'd like to see. That oh. would be awesome, actually. Live maybe streaming, just, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's just it. You know what? If that's, okay, let's not kid ourselves. A reality TV show... Um, participant wins uh, the highest honor in the united states you've got you know you're more likely to want to see somebody twerking than uh than speaking you know or, or it's just it's just it's in way, in a way perverse but anyway what it comes down to is uh this the the downside of entitlement is that 
you are less likely to take others into consideration because it it it, it almost forces a, a level of selfishness on you. Well, I'm a uh, insert your specialty here, therefore I deserve this, as opposed to we are, or if I'm to get something, how will it adversely affect somebody else? I, I mean, I'm not that naive. I know that for many of us, there's not enough time in the day for us to take everyone else into consideration for every decision we make. So be it. But if we can at least have a solid foundation of, yeah, you know what, give a darn about somebody else besides myself on a regular basis, I think we're just a little bit, we're a little bit better off. To be actually trained to pay it forward as opposed to just making that part of our society is a shame. It, it, to, to, to have someone have to remind you to take others into consideration is a shame. Well, you just explained you know. exactly what I was trying to say before, so thanks. No worries. And you were really trying to say what then? That it there's a matter of of selfishness too, and and how not just how your decisions impact on other people, but on how it impacts on you in the long run, because there there is an impact on you based on how others see you mm-hmm. and whether they see you as someone who cares about how other people feel or cares about the the greater good or the the common good or not and if we are all just thinking about ourselves and our own selfish desires then that just leads to a deterioration in our social fabric and and it's not good for anybody and there was a time when we did care about what others thought of us that certainly i can recall that's certainly the way i was raised to actually care about what others thought of me and thus act accordingly not to be a puppet but to to take my my actions into considerations of others and and think about how they would affect other people now again to use that phrase we've been let off the hook we can go about our business as we please and not care about the consequences because if we don't like it we turn off the computer and we're off social media we don't have to hear or if we don't or if we jump on social media and say something nasty about someone using an anonymous name so meh nobody needs to know who i am even though i put something hateful out there into the into the electronic world well i think though that uh everything's to uh degree and uh a depth because i don't want to live my life based on what others want for me per no, se absolutely i want to be somewhat selfish in some manner to live my life true to myself and my beliefs my practices you know, it's, there are others out there who continually don't always have the best interest for others, let alone themselves, and they try and impose their own way and control you, undermine you, marginalize you for whatever reason, and I don't want to fall within that kind of spectrum. No. At the same time, as you mentioned, I believe we have to consider that we don't live like islands, functioning in isolation of others. There are impacts, consequences that we need to uh, consider, engage, acknowledge, recognize as part of being a social, uh, you know, person and society. So we're not hermits. If we were hermits, fine. Okay. (laughs) Then again, I would think there's also impacts on nature itself. Yes. (laughs) As well, regardless where we are. Um, how How much are we becoming more normalized then to being judgmental and biased to those who believe or behave differently from us? I think a little too much. Well, not too much, a lot, actually. I think, we're, I, I think it's become easier to be judgmental 
whereas before differences are would something be, would be something you could recognize and maybe appreciate in other people now there's that again that lean back oh you're a mm-hmm. oh you're oh you do this oh you believe in that and immediately because it's different from me there's, there's something, something wrong with wrong you with it exactly yeah. It's it's the last thing I was going to say quickly and sorry about going stateside again is that it's I think it's the reason why populism has taken over so much um, of throughout the world is because someone's done a very good job of saying, oh, they're different from you. And that makes them immediately wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a movement in the other direction at the same time, too, because if you think back even to the 50s, the 1950s, where if you were divorced, you had this you know, mm-hmm. scarlet letter on you, or if you uh, were, if you smoked marijuana, you know, you were, it, there, there's been a lot of liberalization and, and a lot more acceptance of people who are different from you, a lot more diversity within our society, there aren't as many, certainly in, you know, Toronto is a kind of a different cosmopolitan kind of place, but there's a lot more diversity, people who are very different from each other. And I think in society as a whole, if we're not counting the last, you know, year, <laughs> um, there's a lot more um, tolerance of people's differences. So there's obviously, uh, for us, we're not here to present answers, or so we're here to provoke conversation yes. or have conversation that's provocative to get people to question things uh let people take and decide on their own what they want to do with this so we got to close out now and say good night thank you each for coming through the window Joni, Alfie, <laughs> and brian coming through the front door my pleasure you've been listening to mediation station mm-hmm.